Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am a space ranger. Uh, I am I'm Jay, and I Brian and I are avidly rewatching the Insidious franchise right now. I'm Josh, and honestly, the greatest mistake Trevor ever made was telling me that he had that that he had Starfield for quote unquote free because <laughs> I, I'm too cheap t- to buy it at full price right now but i'm also too cheap to subscribe to whatever bizarre gaming service you have it on trevor you mean game pass the most yeah, common yeah. gaming service game out pass, there? yeah yeah but i just i don't use my xbox anymore so i got no desire to do anything with my xbox it's really what it comes down to and so you explore the galaxy alone <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really not my fault that's all i'm saying all right um and I, I, on a related note i should probably um join a you know some sort of recovery program for old magic users who have come back only i've really only come back in the, in the digital realm i basically have i wonder if it shows on steam i should look oh yeah I, oh my gosh i have 20 hours of play time on magic the gathering arena that's in the past 36 hours <laughs> And it's partly because I freaking installed the thing and I'm like, okay, I had a code to get a bunch of packs, which I don't even care about. Because I'm like, I just want to draft. I was just in the mood to draft, right? Well, let me tell you, getting to draft in Magic the Gathering Arena is a game in and of itself. Like, find where they hid the button that lets you draft. Actually, you need to level up in a whole bunch of ridiculous other stuff before you can draft. Yeah. Make sure that you know how to play the game or something. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I, so I, so of those 20 hours, I'm going to say 15 of them. I just didn't even care about at all. I just wanted to, it was like my experience with college. I just wanted to get through that. <laughs> and I have started drafting. So, you know, well, excellent. Stay tuned. And, and uh, I, I'm terrible at it still, which is great. I, I will uh, say that um, for, I, I realize that neither of you are, are are horror fans, but if any of our listeners, if you are horror fans and if you haven't watched the Insidious franchise, then it it definitely gets uh, top marks and give it a watch. It's I'm excited. Still, it's good stuff. Huh? It, it's good stuff. Yes, I'm excited because they came out with a new movie a few months ago that. We obviously we did not go to the theater and watch, and it just recently came out on. Uh, like I, I literally purchase. know nothing about it, Jay. You should give me, I guess, 
20, the 20,000 foot pitch. Um, it's a cool word. I like the yeah, title. It's, it's, yeah. Um, so it's, it's made by James Wan who also does the conjuring movies. He also did, uh, Aquaman two and one of the fast and furious movies. Um, but his horror movies are a lot better than his other ones, in my opinion. Um, and it's the, the first one is, um, it kind of goes through the beats of it's this young family, two kids. One of the kids goes into a coma and it, it feels like it's, you know, the, the familiar tropes of there's something weird with the house. And so, uh, they, they move houses and I've always wondered if horror movies help the real estate market or not. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of, instead of being, uh, the house that's possessed, it's the, the kid who has been, the the child astral, astral projected and is lost in an astral projection. And so they have to go astrally project and, and retrieve him. So that was the premise of the first movie. It did super well. And then they've made, uh, and it's, it's one of the rare, um, this is the fifth movie that they came out with this year. They have two prequels and one sequel. And I feel like the, I haven't seen the fifth one. And it's all built around this, like astrally projecting child, essentially. That, I mean, that was the start of the story. The, the two prequels are kind of about the, the psychic who comes and helps him. Mm hmm. Um, and then the second one is kind of the one that takes time after instead of being a prequel, kind of takes up right where the, the first one leaves off in the timeline. So I am, uh, I am excited to uh, watch the fifth one tomorrow, most likely. Um, I guess things for discount games, Inc. If you haven't had a chance to look at. The mini stravaganza from Atomic Mass Games. I would recommend you do so. They've had a lot of exciting stuff for um, their Marvel Crisis Protocol. Has a lot of cool things coming out. They've also done some balance updates that I think are, are really solid and helpful to the game. And then there's been some cool previews for Shatterpoint as well. Um, I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure they also did stuff for Legion and X-wing, etc. But who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, kid, I kid. Surely there's got to be like an Ahsoka ship coming out at some point, right? Um, I, I guess. Uh, have you guys been watching Ahsoka? I was like, yeah, let's have a let's have a brief Ahsoka update because I did start. Okay. And do you feel a deep shame <sighs> over not watching? Yes. Rebels? Yes. Yes. I have watched two episodes. I have so many regrets. And then during my 20 hours of Magic the Gathering on Arena, instead of watching the rest of Ahsoka, I watched all of season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And uh, let me let me make sh- let me make sure I'm clear. I, I'm afraid that what you heard me say was I watched some episodes. No, no. I watched all 10 episodes in the past 36 hours of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> I have lost my mind. That's all. That's my report. And that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I just, I'm going to keep watching Ahsoka, but I'm like, 
I feel like I'm rage watching it right now or like vengeance watching it. I don't know what the right term is. Right. But I'm just like, I've had a a fair number of friends tell me that it's, that they've been really happy with it or that it's been really good. I, yeah, I have a cousin who like, he keeps putting out posts and he's like, Oh, this episode was better than the last. And this, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to keep going. But I feel like I'm eating porridge. Uh, She's, eh, 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 no, I mean, I just, I don't know any of these characters at all. <laughs> okay, that's I, Like, the one lady survived being stabbed with a lightsaber, and I was more bothered by that than that the lady, you know, her plot armor bothered me. I'm just like, who are these people? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. That's been my experience so far. I feel awful about it, which is a weird reaction to have, I know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, So... Josh, you mentioned in the uh, behind-the-scenes episode, the pre-ramble, mm-hmm. yes, that you and your wife always. did the Hiawatha Trail together and that it had been a bucket list item for you guys. And uh, I will profess my ignorance and say that I feel like I don't even know what the Hiawatha Trail is. I thought you were about to say, like, I feel like I don't even know who you are anymore, which I think would be an equally... Would also be fair. <laughs> yeah, it would be an equally reasonable comment to make. Okay, okay. So sure. the Hiawatha Trail is a... It's a rails-to-trails program that um, it it sp- spans between um, western Montana and uh, the eastern edge of north northern Idaho, right? So it's, it's this old uh, rail line that used to run, you know timber and i think it was mostly timber i don't even know if there was mining stuff that ran from basically western montana to chicago and um i think it's i think i think the rail stopped running in like the early 80s and they've since turned it into this um trail ride you know you can ride your bikes and it's basically 15 miles and it's this like you know three percent grade all the way down um you ride across like you ride through 10 different tunnels so these are tunnels that were big enough for um you know rail cars to go through and like the very first tunnel you ride through i think is two miles long and it's like there are not lights in this tunnel this and um but it's it's just a pretty um chill ride riding down i mean you could turn around and ride back up it but i you know i do have limits i am uh but my insanity only goes so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, after after Hilly, hearing all of this, I do feel much more like I need to ask, who are you and what have you done with my friends? <laughs> uh, I just feel like I've had the, like other friends and family demands? talk about it for years. This does feel like the kind of thing that I would be saying, and it would be a, a warning to you guys that I had been right. Getting. Doesn't it? It does. I know. You're right. <laughs> anyway, it was honestly, it was a lot of fun. It's just beautiful. It, it's beautiful country. You know, this old, you know, these old timber mountains that you're riding through and like the, just the, you know, my wife and I were just talking about, like, it's just a marvel to ride across these trestle bridges that are um, some almost a hundred years old. And I mean, you got steel. That's like, you look down off the side of one, you know, that's running like, 100 120 feet down below you into these chasms and you know they're still holding up just fine um so anyway it was a fun experience it was and and probably if as if i were giving a recommend anyone it would be probably take your own bikes like we rented the bikes there and 
um, what's the expression about ridden like a rented mule, rode like a rented mule? I mean, these had yeah, definitely yeah. been ridden in that way. Let's let's just let's put it that way, I guess. Uh, yeah, and it's crazy because of the way uh, Pacific and Mountain Time Zone work. You actually time travel on multiple occasions to, on this bike ride. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's pretty wild too. All right. Well, uh, one of one of the the things that we decided to do for this episode is I, I'm going to pitch a documentary series to my co-hosts. It is loosely related to nerd things, I guess. I mean, I, I guess the pitch should be to Josh that it is uh, business and like business world intrigue stuff related. Oh, okay. And with Trevor uh, that it is, you know, within the, it's, it's just like a super crazy story within the world of automotive makers. So there, Which there are several, this is not <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is not necessarily unique in. Yeah. So there's a man, but I guess the documentary that I'm pitching is called wanted the, the escape of Carlos Gong. And his last name is spelled G H O S N, but I feel fairly confident from having watched it that it's just it's pronounced going so uh that's that's my attempt to pronounce it correctly um admirable yes there is there are four episodes in this docuseries and it is uh, each one's about 45 50 minutes um and i'm actually a little bit surprised that where, where can we watch it at it's it's on that apple tv Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised that you guys hadn't heard this story because it was in in the in the news. I feel like uh, it tickled my brain ever so slightly when you mentioned it, but I'm I'm excited to be given more, better details. You assume that I read the news. Sure, I mean that's fair. Uh, so Carlos Gone, he was working for Renault, and Renault was uh. In dire straits, they were. Um, About what time period is this? So this is nineteen. Ago? This is nineteen ninety-six. Okay. They are at near bankruptcy, and he gets hired to do a turnaround. And what uh, is his history at this point? Like, why did they hire him? Um, you know, uh, that's it's a good question. He hadn't. I don't really feel like. At that point, he had there was any reason that like they proven himself in any way should have necessarily trusted him to that extent. He he did work <laughs> okay. At, he did work before that. Before Renault, he worked at Michelin. Um, okay, this and, I this sounds very familiar. You know, uh, corporate America. Hey, come work for us. We're gonna yeah, pay sure. lots of money. You don't really have the the chops to do this, but we believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, one of the one of the parts that makes it um, a unique story is that Renault is a uh, a French owned corporation, obviously by the the French government. Um, and so he he goes about cutting costs and firing people and uh, succeeds in in doing a turnaround uh, much 
much more than much faster and than, than expected and, and more efficient than expected. Uh, so wild success. Uh, so then Nissan is also um, in dire financial straits. And this is in, um, this is in 1999. And so Renault and Nissan form a partnership. They, they do not merge, but Car- they do a partnership and Carlos Ghosn um, does a turnaround with Nissan as well. And, and Nissan was also on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, things looked very dire for them. And so at, at this point, you know, things are riding high for him. He is, you know, there's, uh, there's articles about how business articles that rank him higher in, in the business world than Bill Gates and geez. You know, okay. Et cetera. So he, he was, he was very highly, um, What's the what? What's the Anchorman on. quote? It's kind of a big deal. Yes, kind of a big deal. Uh, one of the parts that was funny in the documentary, it talked about like, you know, who would it? It was a survey of Japanese women of who they would most want to have as the father of their children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and this guy ranked super high. So um, he, and he was super famous in Japan. Um, and then he gets arrested in Japan and this is after the financial crisis. Uh, it is about, uh, 2018 that this happens, maybe 2017. So he gets arrested and they say that it's because he's been, um, stealing money from the company and he says that um, th- they're they're doing this because he's trying to do a merger between uh, Nissan and Renault, and the Nissan traditionalists do not want to see the merger go through, and so they're setting him up, and uh, you know, and that's why this is all happening. And so the story proceeds from there. And and one of the things I guess I wasn't as familiar about before the documentary was, I guess the nature of the penal system in Japan. Okay. Um, but it is not a very fun time. It turns out. (laughs) So like they had him in solitary confinement for months. Holy cow. Okay. And you would like you wouldn't get enough food and you wouldn't the the prison would be cold and you wouldn't have a blanket or sufficient clothes etc and so he finally gets out on bell but the condition of his bell is that he uh can't talk to his wife what <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> uh and and he says that the reason why you know, they are doing this and which his lawyers say is, is not a legal action for them to be taking, but you know, they're doing it anyway. And, and so he's saying that the reason why they're doing this is because they want him to break down. And, uh, you know, in the most, the most common way that crimes are resolved in Japan are that people, uh, confess to the crime. And then once you confess the crime, 
you get to uh, usually you have a very short sentence after that and you get to leave prison. And so until you're basically in prison until you confess. And so their hope with him, he, he believes their reasoning behind it is that he'll, he'll break down and confess if he's not allowed to have contact with, with his wife, his wife. Sure. It might work on me. I wouldn't pretend. I would yeah, Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the rest of the series is about, and, and I'm not spoiling anything I don't feel because it talks about this at like kind of the, it previews this at the start of the documentary to set the hook. Mm-hmm. But the next stage of the story is him fleeing Japan in luggage. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yes. And and so it talks about how they do it. It talks about the repercussions to him. It talks about the repercussions to uh, uh, the people who enacted like helped him. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cause it, it was, you know, an, an American ex green beret and his son, Oh my gosh. Who do the, you know, extraditing? the extradition or the black op or gray op, I guess, or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, and so it, it does, it, 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 it feels like a tell that is kind of stranger than fiction. Um, and it, it, the, I feel like the story goes by quickly. Uh, the, it feels like they timed it well with the four episodes. They're, the pacing is good on them, in my opinion, um, and I, I think it's an entertaining and informative uh, documentary. So, I guess any any questions from you guys on? I don't uh, even know where to begin. <laughs> while, while Trevor gathers his thoughts, my question is just how I how do you form your list of what to watch, Jay? How did you know? Like, how did you find this? Um, we do. Okay. So Brian spends quite a bit of time each day crocheting. Okay. And documentaries in particular are, uh, shows that he likes to, um, likes to watch while crocheting. Yes. Right. Because a lot of times you can just kind of be listening to the documentary while you're watching your hands and then just glance up occasionally to see get kind of like bearings of what's going on Mm -hmm. and so um i've crawled through most of the streaming services a fair bit you've Uh, literally gone shopping for documentaries yes definitely yeah um and we did uh um we will also a lot of times go through like themed watchings and so Uh we've watched um, a bunch of documentaries on cults. Um, so like the vow or keep sweet or shiny, happy people, or if there's a, if there's some documentary culty, about you, a cult, we've, we've probably watched it. Yes. Um, this is how we're going to get my sweetheart to come to Disneyland. Jay is, uh, <laughs> tell her that we're going to have all the cult documentaries lined up on the plane for her to watch. There you go. Okay. Uh, we also went through like a, a serial killer uh, phase as well, where we. Um, yeah, as one does. Sure. Yes, of, of course. Or I'm curious crime. which of the which of the best serial killer ones. 
Um, we, we, that's that's a, that's a topic for another day. Sorry. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. I'll, I I can say that uh, this one's this one's easy to to say related to Colts, but both Brian and I agreed that we thought that the Vow on HBO is our top recommend for uh, if you're wanting to watch a documentary on Colts. Something in the Colt department. Yes. So the, the Vow's got it for you. Yes. Yeah, it, that one's that story's crazy, <laughs> and they recently came out with season two, and uh, it was. Well this done. is like based on a true story. This is based on like you know a true cult or whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yes. Everything about the human race is bonkers. <laughs> yes, this okay. I'll I'll set the hook on the vow. Uh, it was it build itself as like Hold on. This... I'm 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 opening my list right now, even though it will threaten the bandwidth that is currently downloading Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Fair, okay. So it it initially the way that people got lured into it was it's kind of like this. It was this self help organization to help you be a better person, and okay. some of it actually was pretty effective. Like he. Was pretty effective at curing this this guy who has Tourette's. Um, now, now, but, Jay, real quickly, I need you to clar- clarify for me one thing: Will I need to have HBO or HBO Max, or there's an app, or wh- wh- uh, remind me again how I could actually watch something on HBO? Okay, so here's how you watch HBO <laughs> at this point: HBO and Discovery have officially merged. Mm-hmm. and it's all one streaming service and they decided that the hbo name would turn some people away and so the entire service is now called max it used to be called hbo max they've dropped the hbo and max has all of the hbo and the discovery content you know, i am pretty all- sure that i have a subscription to discovery does that mean that weirdly I have a discovery to Max and I just didn't know it this Probably whole time? Probably not. It it means okay. that you should cancel the discovery. Yeah, it means you're paying for something that doesn't exist. That has an inferior. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Try it out. Yeah. Josh. All right, we'll we'll do a little investigation. If you if you did have an HBO Tune in Max next subscription, week. it did shift you over into um into Max. So I got you. Okay. So, anyways, all these there's all these people. So, anyway, this, this guy cured Tourette's. So that's the, that's where you left in, us in this Nixium group that are self-help, and of course, uh, it becomes a sex cult. Oh my gosh! He gets <laughs> they 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 form like cells within it, mm-hmm. and and there will be one and all all these cells are females. Uh, and there will be a master who has a slave and the slave has to give blackmail information and pictures as collateral to ensure that they will always do whatever their master tells them to do. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. And then they get branded because that's what you do, I guess, when you are like, like a real brand, like hot metal, like, on like hot iron, like, a, like like they do to cows, like they do to cows. <laughs> and then, uh, and there's a lot of famous people who are in this cult, like Aunt Beru in what some of the Star Wars recent stuff is in it. 
what? And then law enforcement arrests the leader and they go to trial. So that's 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 me trying to set the hook on on the vow. I mean, it's deep. It is yeah. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to pitch this to my wife. <laughs> I, I might need you guys to help me craft the pitch from shiny happy people to this, right? <laughs> because I am telling you, uh, other than Ted Lasso, that may be her favorite television series that has ever horrified her. Oh, she my, will definitely definitely be horrified. Yes. Okay. Yeah. My, my wife. Just, just play her. Hilarious. Just play her the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. For the vow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Trevor, going back, do do you have any other yes to the escaping guy about wanted the, the escape of Carlos Ghosn? I <laughs> uh, <laughs> I no no okay. I don't I I don't know what to say. So I'm I am curious, like what are I, what's your interest level on? Uh, both of these documentaries from from the two of you. Uh, I mean, I I want to watch. I'm I, I'm very interested in watching The Vow. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, Jay. Uh, okay. <laughs> what I what I'm curious about is like I think we need to I think we need to get a, a betting pool going right now. Like get it in the get it in the Discord chat. How far does my wife make it? <laughs> I just feel like we got to know this. It's you know for science. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, you're going to make a prediction here, right? She's, yes. She's going to go all the way. Oh my gosh. This is bold. <laughs> this is a bold prediction. Jay's out here making. I am like, I would be the best, the worst, uh, prices, right player because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should be doing like $1 right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I like I'm more interested of the story of the other one, but like I mean part of what part of what you're telling me though is that the the documentary is well done too. I mean that's the thing, it's like the topic yeah. is not the only thing that matters with a documentary, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, feel, I maybe I, I'm, I did feel like both, maybe I'm wrong both to have these. that attitude. No, you're not both wrong. Of these are pretty well I've done. had I've had some pretty interesting topics um for for documentaries that just were done poorly and they were kind of a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a pretty big documentary fan. My problem is is like I I'm not willing to sift through the crap to find the 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 wheat. You know what I there's mean? An, like there's too so many here's, tears. Here's, a, here's, a, here's another one, Trevor, that uh, is kind of an example of what you're saying. So there's another documentary series on Apple TV that is basically just Warner Herzog. Uh, narrating and talking about his fascination with volcanoes, which on the one hand, I've seen this one. I I rather enjoy listening to him, his voice. It's he's an amazing narrator. Um, But the rest of it wasn't that well done. I didn't feel so. Yeah. I think I've seen it and it was like, I, I think I watched it because he was the director slash. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just was not, what I was hoping for. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't as good as I had hoped for. Um, so Trevor, how interested are you in the uh, the Wanted documentary? Um, so a ten probably. Okay. Um, this impressive, is... impressive. Well done, Jay. So I I love documentaries. Again, it's just it's a matter of finding ones that finding are worth ones watching. That, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So all you have to do is tell me this is a good documentary, and it could be on the most obscure topic, and I'm st- something that I'm totally not interested whatsoever in, sure, and yeah, I would yeah. still be in. So you're telling me something that I've never heard of before about automotive manufacturers, and it ends in the most obscure, weird manner ever. Like right. I was in, I was in before you ever got any farther than that. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. Okay. Uh, and and did you end up having any interest in the vow? Oh yeah. Um, also ten. Oh okay okay. Like I'm interested in the topic again. There's just too many out there that I'm like yeah, I yeah, have yeah. no idea if that's any good. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys think. They're they're both just crazy. <laughs> so. Uh, they're, they're, I've, I've recommended them to other friends and they're always fun to talk about with them afterwards. The uh, post reaction. Yeah. Yes. If we get to the end like. of this episode and, um, we have time, maybe I should just do a live reaction to the trailer myself here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that if it weren't for that, it was an F1 weekend and a football weekend, I would probably watch them both tomorrow. Like all the, all of them. Oh wow, uh, that would be some serious not, commitment. That, that is not going to happen with it being an F1 weekend. Singapore is happening. Uh, the vowels, the vowels, quite hours. a bit longer as well. And um, and the 49ers are playing the Rams tomorrow, so there's just there's no chance. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Josh. Yes, Jay. You said that you were going to uh, with. The remaining time that we have left, you would start talking a little bit about. Oh, oh, geez, we we really are running the clock already here, aren't we? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. I. Well, I just you, you know I've you had several. Yeah. Just, just get to. We'll we'll just start doing them and then I'll cut you off. Okay. Don't feel like good. you have to cram them all. I've had it. several humble bundle purchases in the past uh, couple of months, right? When I remember how to use my subscription is basically what happens. Um, I, you know, I add games to my library basically. Uh, so I, I let me talk, I, I kind of have them categorized a little bit, but I'll, I'll give you two, you guys choose. These are both essentially board game, uh, video games, right? So one is Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace and one is Nemesis Lockdown. And I can give early reactions to either one of those. Okay. Proceed. What, what which one do you want to hear first? What, which uh, one? Nemesis gonna... first. Okay, so Nemesis Lockdown is interesting. So Trevor and I have played the Nemesis, the original Nemesis board game, right, which is set on a spaceship hurtling somewhere, and depending on what mission you have or not, you may want it to hurdle somewhere else, right? Is that a fair description, Trevor? Um, uh, sure. And it and it's basically the you know generic Aliens franchise is what it is. Um, Nemesis Lockdown is essentially the new a newer version of nemesis which is set on a space station same kind of thing you've got the xenomorph style alien you know they're called uh, they're called invaders in uh, in the nemesis universe anyway nemesis lockdown is like a very very thoroughly um adapted or yeah adapted video game version of the board game i mean like you are following all the board game rules you're playing cards like you would in the board game and they just have given it like a pretty Frankly, I, I mean, frankly, it's overproduced. Like they've given it a fairly robust, like graphical treatment, right? So you play your card to move to the next room, and it like shows your little character, and you know, gives like ambiance music, and and you know, there's 
uh, you know, gurgling noises in the background or whatever. Um, it anyway, I did not remember the game being quite as maybe bookkeepy. You know, I want to say complicated, but it's not that complicated. It's just that there's a lot to take care of, and even with the computer taking care of it. So I, I basically all I've done to give you this reaction is I kind of played through most of the tutorial because the tutorial was like a six-part tutorial. Um, you know, and uh, anyway, if you if you like that game, if you had friends that you're like, gosh, I wish that I could play Nemesis Lockdown, I I will say that they've you know uh, can't remember who the publisher is here. I should look. They have really created a a pretty robust version of this board game that you could you know play digitally and play online. I think without too much trouble. Uh, Awaken Realms is the publisher, of course. The developer, the video game developer, is Inter Studios, right? So, so that's Nemesis Lockdown. Uh, interesting. And again, kind of once I got through the tutorial, I was like, yeah, I, I think I think I'm done for now, right? But um, that was Nemesis Lockdown. Any questions uh, before I move on to Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace? Um, I guess so. Do you do you feel like um so you, you said that it's it it feels very much to you like a high quality port of the board game? Um, do you how did I I know that Nemesis is pretty highly rated on Board Game Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your initial opinion of um? Or what what was your opinion of the, those games? I'm assuming that you don't have quite the connection to it since you're not really an alien fan yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm not as much of one as as you know I probably ought to be in a lot of ways. Um, I um, so I I really only have one play of Nemesis with Trevor and, and his copy, and I would have played another game of it, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to find a game, but does that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of an answer. Sure. Um, yeah, and and it's interesting because I do kind of wish that I had just the the original base game in this port. Like I wish, and maybe it exists, and I just haven't looked for it the right way. But like the fact that it's this Nemesis Lockdown, because I feel like Lockdown adds. And so if you're if you were enthusiastic about the first game, you probably will really enjoy this uh, this new version because I feel like it adds a lot of additional complexity because you're managing like the power systems of the space station, like you know in order to get on the elevator and go to one of the other two two levels, you need to have found the where the conduits have gotten torn up or and repair them and and there that's just stuff that wasn't in the base game, right? So it kind of makes me wish I had had a version of just the original Nemesis to to try, but alas, I do not. So, yeah, I um, yeah, I don't quite, I don't, I don't hold it in quite as high esteem as as the rest of BGG seems to hold it. That that was kind of your question, right? Jay? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor, you you are a bigger Alien fan than Josh. Do you mm-hmm. do you like the game more than Josh, or do you kind of agree with his assessment? Um, well, let me preface anything I say by I no longer own it. Mm. <laughs> I, I okay. sold it at SaltCon a week yeah, and a yeah. half ago. That, yeah. that is probably the greatest review you could give, or the most thorough review you could give. Yeah. Um, I mean, the truth is, is that I think it does a really good job of portraying the alien theme um, in a board game form. 
Um, but there's randomization aspects to it that bothered me. Um, mm. And um, it was somewhat clunky. It was not written in English to start with. I can't remember if it was French or Polish. It, it was one of those. Um, and it was translated to English. And so the rules were a little bit difficult sometimes. I felt like we struggled through it a lot um, to try to figure out how to resolve some things. Yeah, there were some par- bookkeeping parts that were hard to keep up with, right? Yeah, it was just, it, it was a little quirky. And but it does a good job at the end of the day of portraying both the trader mechanic, because, um, you know, people are trying to it's all it's everyone for yourselves, basically, um, and portraying the alien um, intense feeling of alien in a board game form. It, it does that really well. But as far as board games go, it's it's not really it's not like it's in my top 10 or top 20. Sure. Yeah, I would, yeah. I, if someone said, "Hey, let's play a Nemesis," I would, I would hop to the table. It just doesn't have room in my closet anymore. Right? It was one of those things where, you know, if someone said, "Let's play a game," I would look in my closet, and it just would never really make it to my hands. I do enjoy sure. it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're both surprised at just how well loved it is on the on Board Game Geek, and and I honestly contend that that's a more love for the Aliens franchise manifesting. Well. Than the game I mean, it's not probably... easy it's not easy to portray that feeling in a board game and right. it does that right. so right. Exactly. It, it's successful in that i just don't think it's successful at being a great board game i mean i guess one of my hypotheses with board game geek is that in general uh this this obviously isn't true of the entire list there's there are games that are just well built Euro games that, that do well, but that there are games that if, if they do well at evoking the feeling or making you think of an IP, especially well, or something like that, that the Ameritrash aspect of it, um, makes it pretty popular. Um, I don't know. I guess that's not really much of a theory, but <laughs> I, no, I think, I think that is fair. Like I, again, I think succeeding with the theme took it very far. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one that is si- kind of a similar, I, I categorize them together as Markham Horror Mother's Embrace. This is a really, I felt, and I'm not very far into it yet, but it's a really fun, um, you know, digital video game adaptation of an Arkham Horror uh, board game. I don't know if you, I think you probably want to compare this more to the um, Arkham Horror LCG than to the actual board game, right? But the thing that I was impressed with that this does well is it um, it kind of eases you into the game quite well. Uh, you know, okay. like it's it's showing you the mechanics as it sort of like and did you, did reasonably you well tells the story and did you say that it is the LCG or like the LCG? Yeah, I would I would compare it most to the LCG. It is not it doesn't feel quite like a direct port of either of them because like for just as an example, one of the mechanics is. Um, it's sort of choose your own adventure in a way, right? Is you'll have moments where you've got to make decisions. And if you make the wrong decision, it advances the mythos clock, right? And just to be fair, I haven't gotten far enough yet. I really have only pl- kind of played through some of the introductory moments of the game. Like, so I don't, I don't actually know what happens when the mythos clock goes off, right? But it can't be good. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would assume that's true. <laughs> um yeah and so that that's i mean that that's 
that I don't think that mechanic has a direct uh, translation to the game, right? Or to the LCG, I mean. But it feels more like the LCG. Like it doesn't feel like the board game. It doesn't feel like I'm moving around, you know, the town of Arkham and driving out to other sections and defeating monsters. Like it feels like a kind of encapsulated mystery. Um, you know, you're in this mansion. This um, you know, eccentric lady has called you there, and 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 basically a party of uh, investigators kind of starts forming. So I've got a couple people in my party already, right? And they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on, and they're trying to stave off the loss of their sanity, and you know, so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah. So that's been my experience with Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace. I I'm excited to finish it. Honestly, like it, it has engaged me early on. Um, but I kind of went into it with, uh, I guess I kind of went into it with very little expectations, funnily enough. So, uh, well, all right. That's, that's, Other questions about Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace? Um, it, I'm I'm curious on getting this from you, Josh, and, and I guess whatever questions Trevor has, and then we can wrap up here. But what uh, what letter grade or or what number one to ten, excluding seven? Uh, would you give these two games? Oh, interesting. I, so I think I would give Nemesis Lockdown. Um, man, I would put it down in the four, but that's more just me not having enough Being interest. Being a curmudgeon Lee. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, man. <laughs> a, a, a nemesis curmudgeon. That, that's what I am. You're right. And that, that's completely fair to call me that. Um, and I would give Mother's Embrace... I feel my, my initial reaction is an eight, right? I think it's really well done. I think it's atmospheric. The mechanics seem straightforward and fun. Um, I want to, I want to get asked this question. Yeah. And I let, right. Yeah. I am the target audience, right? <laughs> so yeah, it turns out you <laughs> love Cthulhu much more than you love alien. Yeah. That, which that's, is fine. Which, I mean, this is fine. I mean, alien is kind of Lovecraftian, right? But, um, so it would be interesting, I think, to ask me in a year when I finally probably do finish it or whatever. Uh, I suspect I might end up down in the six range, you know, when it's all said and done. But that's yeah, kind yeah. of my initial reaction to it. Um, okay, how are we doing on time, Jay? I, I do want to talk about one more before. Why, why don't you save that as the oh, fine, fine. Teaser. Okay. The teaser is Book of Hours. I want to okay. talk about Book of Hours, which is by the same people that brought you Cultist Simulator and who, you know, love you in a twisted way. Maybe uh, I you will. To... You will, Trevor. <laughs> I've, I've told myself that I shall not buy another game until I play Baldur's Gate 3, uh, but maybe I need to get Book of Hours, even though it's not on iPad yet, because it might be one that I can do uh, while Brian's crocheting and, and, watch, and we're watching documentaries. Man, that would be an interesting. Yeah, I mean, you could probably do it in chunks more than you could, you know, Baldur's Gate or whatever. Because that, that's that's one of the main challenges you're facing with Baldur's Gate, right? Yeah, it's like I have to devote some serious yeah, attention well, to this. It basically yeah, is yeah, I need to cinematic, you know. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Book of our anyway. I, we'll, we'll do a more thorough review of it, but um, I, I I'm just excited it exists. Let, let, let's just be let's be frank here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you have a dad joke for us? Well, uh, I did learn something, uh, um, about golfing, uh, which I know it's shocking that I don't know everything there is to know about golfing already, but do, do you know, uh, smart golfers always bring two pairs of pants, Jay. Do you know why that is? I don't. Why is that? 
It's, it's in case they get a hole in one. <laughs> now, did AI scrape that one or did the internet already have that written for us, Jay? Oh, it was already written. Well, I think both answers are true because I did yeah, ask probably. it. It came out of the list that I asked AI for, which cracked me up. I was like, you sneaky little large language learning model. I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, well, this isn't a... Uh, a dank doom meme. A dank doom meme, meme is just a, a dank doom tweet. Uh, and so this is from the bougie man of Soylent Hill. His tweet is, every person has a genetically predetermined amount of cocaine, cocaine that will turn them religious. <laughs> Sorry, I had to think for a minute about the fact that cocaine is Milan. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's funny. All right. Well, uh, let us know if you end up watching either of these documentaries or play any of these games and, and let us know what you think.